Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, friends. I'm Ashley Kramer. And I'm Brittany Labby. And this is More Than a Season podcast. With the help of men and women across all sports and levels, we dive deep into the highs and lows of the sports industry. No topic is off limits as we discuss the struggles and stereotypes while celebrating the successes and community that comes with this lifestyle. So whether you're a coach's or athlete's significant other or just enjoy talking about sports, you are welcome here. Let's take a look beyond the season and get started with today's episode. This is Ashley. And this is Brittany. Welcome. We are excited for this episode. We actually were talking right before this about (laughs) about (laughs) old school TV shows. So we're going to throw it back a little bit. So what did you used to watch when you were a kid? Like what's your favorite TV show as a kid? Can I go way back, like on Saturday cartoons, like yeah, throwing yeah, yeah. it back? Yeah. I we loved my siblings and I would always watch Scooby Doo. Like I was a very true and true Scooby Doo fan. But honestly, it used to be so scary to me. Some of them were like way over the top scary. But now I look back and I watch every once in a while, see one come through, and I'm like, huh, I don't know what. <laughs> Why was I scared? Yeah. Did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh-uh. I haven't seen oh, that. okay. Yeah, I used to be so afraid of that when I was a kid, and now I see commercials of it. Like, why was I so afraid of that? Well, growing up, my parents, they loved me TV. So all the old black and white shows. So growing up on Saturdays and Sundays, especially Sunday after church, it would be Andy Griffith Show, and then it would be MASH, and then Green <laughs> Acres, and Gilligan's Island. So all those. So when Carson came home for like one of the first times he's like thought we were living like in the 40s and 50s he's like what is going on why do your family only watch black and white tv but yeah we We, loved those I love Drew and I still like we'll turn on like old school movies and we just love Mm -hmm. it we like just lay in bed watching old movies and did you watch sex in the city when her and big only get a tv that has like black and white movies you're gonna hate me i've never seen any of that <laughs> oh my god i know it's on the list oh everyone says the same thing it's so good honestly it's it's a classic and speaking of classics one tree hill was my jam oh my i jam. loved that show i've probably watched every episode i don't think like probably three or four times i used to think he was the hottest um chad mike yeah that chad michael murray yeah see I, I was a james laffer oh you james liked laffer him yeah. oh yeah i loved him so the girls of one tree hill just started a podcast and i just even listening to their voices i'm just like oh my gosh it brings me back to like watching all of their episodes and going through all the things that they went through in high school it felt so glamorous to me i know back then <laughs> even their outfits too like brooke, brooke yeah from one tree hill if y'all have watched it i was like those low-rise jeans i was like i envy you i want to be you like watching oh i know <laughs> i know i yeah those were like my i think those were more teenage years because i don't think i started watching one tree hill till i was in high school maybe but did you watch like gossip girl and all that i did watch yeah. gossip girl yeah that's I did. a repeat for me yeah gossip mm-hmm. girl is a good one too I feel like 90210, the newer ones. I know the older ones are like really popular. Dawson's Creek, I know, is really popular, but I've actually never seen it. Right I've now. Never seen it. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's a little slow. Yeah. Start, I did good. start like the first episode and I couldn't get past it. So maybe I just need to keep going. Yeah, the 90s music in the beginning, you're like, oh man, the yeah. intro. But no, it's good. But yeah, yeah the- I feel like there's like those shows that you can watch over and over again. Like for me, Gilmore Girls is one of those shows that like, 
I and friends, but whenever I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, put Gilmore Girls on. Just give me the girls. Do you ever put on a TV show as like background noise, but you can pick up because you've seen it so many times. You can just like pick up where it is. Yeah. Like, oh, I've already seen this, but I love this episode. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Drew and I do that all the time with now he's starting to get in with friends because I can't sleep without the TV on. And so I have to watch like it was Gilmore Girls before Friends was on HBO Max. And now we watch Friends every night. And he was like, oh, I just want to watch the Vegas episodes. And then he would turn it on and he would be like snoring next to me. So then I watched the Vegas episodes, but he says it every night. And I'm like, okay, at this point, dude, I've seen the Vegas episode 20 times in a row and you've fallen asleep every night. So do you keep the TV on like all night long or Mm -hmm. do you, does it go on like a timer? No, all night. Okay. See, I'm really weird about that because Drew will turn it off in the middle of the night. And so weird, like I'll be dead asleep and I'll wake up and look at him and be like, turn it back on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> turn it back on but sometimes like I can you know I can turn it off and do sleep timer but for some reason like when he turns it off it like wakes, wakes me you up, up instantly yeah yeah I really like having white noise and all that that yeah. is like I have to have some I don't understand how people sleep in hotel oh gosh, rooms no. or even your own home with nothing no. like no fan no nothing oh it stresses me out <laughs> I know I'm just thinking about like the dead side I can't even eat fun fact I cannot eat a meal like in dead silence like I will turn on music yeah I just cannot stand the sound of chewing or my own oh yeah we don't like that either yeah I can't do dead silence when I'm home by myself either I have to have something on even if I'm not paying attention if I'm doing laundry or cleaning like I have to have something on but growing up did y'all sit at the dinner table you were in sports so maybe you didn't sit at the dinner table a lot like we didn't at the end of like my high school but we would eat in silence and I like have no (laughs) idea how I survived all those years is like we'd sit at the dinner table and like eat our food and it would just be the noise of like the plates I don't know that gives me like anxiety I know I'm just like how did we survive we like were very casual because my parents worked late and like I had sports and stuff so we would just eat with the tv on and i think that's what we've kind of carried over it's probably not the best thing ever but it just makes you like so relaxed i feel like yeah now we just yell at alexa we're like alexa turn on whatever (laughs) i like always yell sorry we're getting sidetracked and this episode though we're gonna just kind of dive into it i think that this one was very inspiring and just a uplifting episode we always get the question like oh well how did your you know, how does your significant other go from high school to college or college to NFL? And, and, you know, we obviously don't have the answers for that. So we always look to our podcast interviewees to give us the answers. And Anne is awesome resource for that. She actually, they just moved from college to the NFL. And then she also has her own side hustle and three girls and had to make it work while doing long distance for about four months during this whole transition. So she just provides some amazing advice. Yeah, and if y'all are interested in any of the wine stuff, like stay tuned and listen because we basically openly told her that we drink two bucks. (laughs) (laughs) If you like wine, you're definitely going to like this episode because Anne has all of the best wine. So stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, hello. Hey. It's our favorite time of the week, and you know that is when we have an interview. So we're going to toss it on over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi. Thank you so much. I am Ann Moreland. I am married to my husband. It's Jake Moreland. We are now actually with the New York Jets. Uh, This is a new development as of 2021. And we have three girls who are 11, 9, and 7. And the girls and I actually just moved out here a week and a half ago. So we're finally together as a family. I am originally from St. 
St. Paul, Minnesota, and my husband is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we have been married for, uh, let's see here, 12 and a half years almost. So you guys just moved out there, which means that he probably moved out there previous to you, and we were just talking about this in a previous episode, but you usually are the ones that are like packing up the house and doing all the things, selling the house, finding a new house. So what was that process like for you guys? Yeah, well, it's funny. Our last stop, we, we came from Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, which we'd previously been at a different time as well. Two of our daughters were actually born there and that is where he played. And <laughs> we were there for four years, which is actually the longest we've been anywhere. So as this move was coming about, I was like, I kind of feel like I forgot how this all goes and what to do. And thankfully we had literally the best movers ever. This is the farthest, I think, almost the farthest we've lived apart in terms of distance. You know, he got the job, left the next day. And this is the longest we've gone, four months, being apart as a family, which normally I'm of the mindset, like I want to pick up and go right away and get my girls acclimated into school. But given that this is the oldest they've been in one of our moves and all that they've been through, everyone's been through in the last year with virtual learning and all that. I just was like, I feel like the smoothest transition for our family will be to wait until school is out. So that's what we did. We came out here once and looked at houses. And I guess that was probably the most stressful part of this whole thing because the housing market is absolutely insane. I mean, everywhere it is, but we're going from, you know, small town, Michigan to we're in Chatham, New Jersey, and it is a crazy market. So we had a really hard time finding anything. We thought we wanted to buy we thankfully came upon a rental that came up and it's one of those things you got to snag it right away. In fact, we weren't even out here. My husband went to see it and I asked him, you know, I said, well, what do you think? He's like, that's the house we're living in. And I was like, oh gosh, okay, well, maybe we just need to take it. So anyway, so that part of it was a little stressful, but in the grand scheme of moves, I feel like this one went by really quickly. He was able to come back a couple of times. And like I said, we, we finally moved out here a week and a half ago and had the best move ever with the best movers. And that part of it went pretty smoothly with um, your daughters and that whole process with moving, a lot of the times we get asked that question of, you know, how do we handle the moves? Like, how do we communicate something like that? Because it is a big change for young kiddos to go through. And so did you have like a conversation? Did you let them be a part of like the process? Or was it very much of like this time, just because of the way everything was, it was pick up and go? How do you handle that as a parent? Um, yeah, I mean, this was the oldest they've been to be even aware of, you know, what we're doing. You know, when he got offered the job, and again, it happened super quickly. They weren't necessarily part of that decision. Like, yes, we're going or we're not. Like, it was kind of a no-brainer from my husband's and my perspective that he was going to take this opportunity. And when we told them, they're, they're three very different personalities. And, you know, there was the very much the excited one, the one who just like sulked and knew that this meant a move. And the one who's seven and could, you know, flies by the seat of her pants and <laughs> could care less, like doesn't really get it. And then, yes, when it came down to asking, like, you know, do you, would you guys rather go now or would you rather wait? They all like unanimously said, we would like to wait. And, you know, there was times I was like, let's just go do it and get them to meet some kids. But at the end of the day, I, I think that was best for all of us. I feel like that's such a hard question that parents come up with like do we move now do we move then like there's no there's no right answer and everyone does it differently and you know we interview a lot of women across different sports and with baseball you know they move a ton and it's always like what do you do and especially if they're in the middle of school and all those things so 
I think it's just whatever works best for your family works best for you. Absolutely. And you guys moved from college to the NFL. And I know that you probably don't have a ton of like differences and things yet, but you will. But what are some things or some changes that you've seen so far? Yeah, you know, it's funny when he was had first had this interview, we've been in college forever. And I just had this like daunting feeling of like, oh my gosh, like that's the big leagues. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I just had this like preconceived notion for whatever reason that it was not you know, that family, like close knit feeling among coaches and coaches families that we have experienced in college. And thankfully I talked to another friend who uh, has been in the NFL and she kind of put that to bed and just said, you know, it it just depends on the staff and we've been part of great staffs. And, you know, I would say like, it's been very welcoming, like welcoming texts and, you know, introducing people, you know, all, of course, all virtually, I was getting a little FOMO because Again, most people had moved out here already and we were the sort of the last ones getting here. And so they were having like baby showers and wedding showers. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like missing out on all, you know, meeting these people. But last week, actually, they had a surprise wedding shower for one of the coach's wives and or soon to be wives. A lot of people were actually meeting for the first time, which, you know, I was telling a friend, I'm like, it's nobody can relate to the fact that I'm going to a shower. Like we're going to a wedding shower and all meeting for the first time. Like in most, in most friend circles, that's like, unheard of. They're like, what do you mean? This is the first time you're meeting each other. But you know, it's been a great group so far that I you know finally met in person. And so I, yeah, I can't, I would say the biggest like differences. And again, it's hard because I haven't physically been here, but from what I've heard and what I've experienced a little bit is the lack of recruiting, you know, so they're not recruiting. Mm-hmm. So like he's come home at night in the week and a half we've been here and like, isn't on his phone. <laughs> and I was just like, this is crazy. And this week, it will be the last week and then they're off and it's like they're off off like there's no camps there's no you know again there's not going to be on his phone recruiting and to me that I think sounds glorious (laughs) yes (laughs) have you guys like decided like a routine or something I feel like you know when you're in college you have obviously different off days and things like that have you thought about like what you guys are going to do now that you're in the NFL it's going to be a little bit of a different schedule like what you're going to do as a family for like family nights or for date nights or things like that I mean, not yet necessarily. He is being the newbie. I think he's not like really reached out to ask the guys, like, how does this work during the season? He's, I think he's kind of just going into this knowing that like when he goes back at the end of July, he's sort of like gone. And I don't know if that's truly how it is, but we're, I think week by week, we're just taking it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know with moving, what are some things that you've learned just from this last move? I know you said that it was quick and you loved the movers, but actually who was it that you used? Because you got to give them a shout out here if they're great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Brad, Brad Davis, Central Michigan moving. And he specializes in a lot of NFL moves. And I think he's actually the equipment, like they do a lot of the equipment stuff with the Detroit Lions. And I don't know. I've just like, I've never had a move where we flew out of Michigan and showed up the next day at our house and it was completely already set up. Like all the furniture was, I, I wasn't quite sure how our furniture was going to fit in this house. Like we were downsizing and I said, Brad, I trust you. Like, just put it where you think it should go. And I walked in and I was like blown away. I'm like, I would not have done it any differently. So yeah, great, great job. I do want to know with going going back just a little bit. So you've been with him through several different coaching changes and moves. What is something that you kind of have learned and adapted to over time where you're like, okay, this is, you know, back when I was a little bit younger, this is something that I've kind of taken with me and now it's prepared you for this big transition that you guys just did. It's funny. I always look back and say, I feel like I'm a, very much of a type A, like I like a schedule. I like to know what's happening. I like, you know, to plan. 
and sometimes I stop and I'm like, how did I marry a football coach? Like, this is <laughs> like, there's not a lot you can plan for in this profession. And, and truthfully, like back to even like our dating years, he was just want to be, be very clear. Like, this is my profession. Like, this is how it works. I want to make sure you're comfortable with that. And, you know, there were some trying times back then that I thought, yeah, I get it. But I'm very thankful that he was waited till I was truly understanding that this is what this profession was going to be like. Although, you know, 12, 13, 14 years ago, I still, I said yes, but I don't think I really, you know, I mean, you just don't really know. I look back and I think if I could give advice or, you know, think back to what I wish I would have thought about more is just, just be more open-minded, be more patient and understanding of, you just kind of got to roll with punches and go with the flow. Yeah. That's good. We always talk about that too. Like you never really know until you're into it. Cause Drew, my boyfriend said the same thing. He was like, this is like exactly what you're getting into. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. Like totally. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and then we move in. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is totally different. <laughs> this is not what I was thinking. He always gives me a hard time. Cause like, you know, I think it was like, we went through the first season dating and engaged. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. And then He's like, okay, well, this is how it goes. And then you have a kid and then you're like, well, now this is a new change. And he's like, okay, but this is how it is. And I'm like, I know, but I'm like with every rolling change in our life, like changes how you adapt to that lifestyle. Right. Every off season, I'm like, are you sure this is what you want to do? He's like, oh my gosh, it's a, coming, become a running joke. I'm like, you don't want to do something a little bit different. You haven't thought about a different career. <laughs> he's like, oh God. <laughs> so you have your own career and you have your own thing. You're very independent. So I want to hear more about like your journey, finding yourself and what you want to be doing. Yeah. So I mean, back again to when we were first dating and married, I was a commercial banker. I was a commercial banker for 12 years. I loved my job. I was the breadwinner in the family, truly loved it and thought that's what I was going to do. And then we had two little ones at the time when he got his real first job offer outside of Western Michigan, where we were at the time, that was our first, you know, move as a family. And it was kind of daunting. And I was like, you know, we thought maybe this is a good time for me to just put my career on hold for a little bit and just be with these little ones and get used to a new community, a new football team and all that. And that went by for about a year. And I loved it. Like I had two little ones, you know, in the thick of it. And about a year into it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I really miss my career. Like I miss I mean, obviously the income, like I miss the dual income and, and just, you know, having something more than just playing with little ones and changing diapers and all that. So I kind of searched around and did like a few things and a few things fell on my lap, but three years ago or three and a half years ago, I guess a friend shared about this clean crafted wine company that had just started. And I love wine. Don't we all? I think, thank goodness, thank goodness for wine through football season and moves and all of that. But she, yeah, she shared about this opportunity with this new company. And I was, I mean, I, she kind of just had me at wine. She had, had me at wine that is made the way it was meant to be made without chemicals and additives and added sugars. And, you know, you really can taste and feel the difference. And I was just like, I'm jumping in feet first. Like, I think this is a huge opportunity. And that was three and a half years ago. And now I, you know, I meet a big team across the country and it's been a huge blessing for our family in terms of, you know, I think what it's provided me personally, like just my own personal development and having something to focus on outside of just kids and family. I don't mean to say just, but you know what I'm saying? Um, and then also just, yeah, what it's done for our family and just kind of having that plan B, I guess, if you will. I mean, when he was out of a job for a short time, thankfully, like knock on wood, that was the only time we've been in that situation. Like that's scary. And to be able to have that backup plan in that situation has been very calming and I have no regrets. 
I do I do love some wine. I will say I just got back from an event in Sonoma. I was telling Brittany about it for work and there's so much to know about wine that I just you just take it all in. You're like, I don't even know where to, <laughs> to start with all this. But what is I'm just gonna put you on the spot. Let's see let's see what you got. What is one thing that people just like assume about wine or they just don't know that you're just like that's a no brainer when you're like educating people about wine. Well, and I always laugh because I'm like, I've been in this for three and a half years and I am still like not a wine expert and like, nor do I really strive to be a wine expert. Like I just, it's opened my palate to what I've tried. You know, I will be honest, like I've done the whole box wine, photo box stuff and you know, the 10 to $15 bottles of wine. And so it's, I, I would say the biggest thing for me is just kind of exactly the same feeling I had three and a half years ago is like, what do you mean? Wine's not just grapes and, you know, turns into wine, right? Like, isn't, isn't it that basic, but just, I guess all the process and the time that goes into making it. And just that, I mean, you think about like the, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out a bottle, the Eco Domani Pinot Grigio, you know, that tastes, you taste that and you love it. And it's your kind of go-to, well, it tastes the same like year after year, after year, after year, like they are altering that and adding things and changing things to it to make it taste like that. And that's kind of where it like interferes with a lot of the just the way wine was meant to be made. So for me, it's just realizing that, wow, there's a lot more to the wine process than I ever imagined. And that when you add a lot of that other stuff to it, that's when people experience side effects or the grogginess or the headaches and no longer for me. Yeah, I think that with wine, I've learned Brittany's kind of transformed me over time to red wine. I used to only drink white wine because I was like, oh, it's sweet. That's the only thing I can handle. <laughs> and then she's like, well, Ashley, it's because you're literally buying like $8 wine. That's why your head always hurts with the red wine. So I definitely see the difference just because once you get that little bit more elevated of a brand, you're like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. I'm not supposed to feel like death the next day yeah. <laughs> with it all. I also feel like your palate changes, you know, as you get older. Like, I used to hate wine. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, I love, I love just like a glass of wine. It's so relaxing. And it's just, you know, the taste is so different once you get a little bit older, which is. It's like an experience. Yeah. You (laughs) actually start to think about like what you'd pair it with. Like, you know, you're having sushi. What would you actually drink with that versus, you know, yeah, what is my. $8 $8 two buck chuck like bottle. How far can that get me? <laughs> yeah. Guilty. From, yeah. You go from like just trying to get as quick as you can with the cheapest bottle. And then you're like, okay, right. yeah, I need to actually refine my taste here. But okay. So I want to know more about like the business side of things. What is the hour? What do the hours look like? What is your like typical day look like? How do you balance all of that with his job and kids activities and all of that? We, when we actually made the move back to Michigan four years ago, all the people that I used to be work with in banking, like met with me and wanted to um, have lunch and invite me back to working back in banking. And I was just like, I can't, I mean, I still had, my youngest was still in preschool at the time, but I said, you know, I've now found something that allows me to be flexible and work on my own terms when, you know, when I want to, and I don't want to go back to working for somebody else and on somebody else's terms. And so for me, you know, I, again, it sort of varies. And that's the beauty of it is that, you know, when the kids are not in school, like right now, you know, I kind of have to be strategic. Like sometimes I get up in the morning or do stuff when they go to bed, but when they're during school and they're in school, I can obviously work my days a little differently. And then again, the beauty of it is like this last four months as a single parent, I was flying by the seat of my pants and, you know, not maybe putting as much time into it as I, as I would like to, which, you know, 
I know what the, the results are by not doing that. But these last couple of weeks have been a whirlwind with moving, but we just actually had a virtual conference. And I'm very thankful that my husband is super supportive in this. I mean, like the, I just had this virtual conference Friday and Saturday and he, I mean, he took the girls, like he basically was like, I will take the girls and get them out of here. I will take them out of your hands. You know, he took them to the park and grocery shopping. He handled dinners, like everything. And he's very supportive. Like if we have trips or things like that to like, go, go do that. And I'm very thankful because I know not everybody has that kind of support. I think that that's great just because that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast is just because there was this mentality of that you had to be this certain type of coach's wife and hat. Like you needed to just you know, basically be into the career football 24 seven, and then you have your kids to take care of. And it's not that cookie cutter anymore, which is just so nice, because it feels like, you know, you can kind of have your own thing. But I do want to know with becoming a coach's wife, and you've been through several seasons, what has surprised you about wearing that hat? I really do think back to the beginning of our first stab at Western Michigan, um, Nancy Cubitt, who many of you may know, but she was like a wonderful mentor into the role of being a coach's wife and you know just the things like making cookies for players birthdays and having them over for dinners and I remember even telling my mom one time I think that we were having the players over and she's like well that's you know that's a lot on you and I was like it's just part of the thing you know you're kind of you're taking these players in part of your family and trying to make that experience for them so I I don't think I ever realized that was part of it funny my girls actually just asked me if we are still going to be making like cookie bars for the football, football players and I was like um I don't know if we're going to be making this for the NFL football players, <laughs> but I'm like, they're, they're all kind of with their families already. And, but anyway, so yeah, I guess I would say that probably just didn't realize all the other planning and the, you know, really embracing the players. Like your husbands are really mentors towards these kids and, you know, kind of being there for them, helping your husband be there for them, I guess, and make them feel like they're part of the family. Yeah. I think on the outside, a lot of people just kind of like glamorize it. Like they think that they just see it on TV and think it's so cool. And uh, Brittany and I talk about it all the time that we're just kind of like, wow, there's so much more that people just don't know. Like the lens is so small that people see looking in when there's all this bigger picture going on. And I think mentoring is one of those things that's just so amazing with the coaching lifestyle just because if some of these men or women whoever you're coaching they don't have that support system there's usually one or two I mean or a handful depending on where you're at in a community and I think that's such a cool just way to like adapt your career to that I think that's super neat yeah I think it's also interesting like going from college to NFL there's obviously going to be a lot of changes and differences and you know maybe not making cookie bars or having them over for dinners or anything like that but is there anything that you guys are super excited about I mean I'm sure there's a lot of things but is there anything on that on that side of things that you're really excited about for this transition I mean in terms of I guess I go back to the whole like I know a perk was just the the schedule you know from what we hear is yeah again you're in it when you're in it you're in it and it's hardcore but there's a lot more time off during the off season and you know during this last year of COVID and having him home more I mean, I kind of, Brittany had the same revelation of like seeing him more and realizing, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've had all these years of just not knowing any different. Mm -hmm. And now we know it different of having you home and having dinners and having you be able to go out and play catch with the girls at these like times you normally would never be here. And there was a few times where I was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Because like, I really love having you home. And Mm -hmm. like, I think the girls really love having you home. So we had definitely had those discussions, but I feel like this transition to the NFL maybe will give us a little, a little bit more balance, but you know, time will tell. 
I think that's great just because I always get excited with the college to NFL transition because of the changes because it is a new adventure and I will we've we've done a couple NFL interviews and I think that the biggest change is just having that community of instead of having um, you know coaches wives and players wives you guys are all kind of together which is even a bigger circle which is awesome because I forget that some of them could be very close in age <laughs> to what you're at now you know because of just the way that it all works so I I think that's so exciting and do your girls understand I I just think it's so fascinating from a parenting standpoint do they understand like this is dad's job he's gone all the time for this reason how do you phrase that to them because I feel like it's hard when they go back to work after a time off yeah I, I will say when he when they got back in and going back into the office I think it was a kind of a shock to all of us that he's you know not there and even even just a couple nights ago I think or maybe it was late last week we got here and we were here for a week and the girls would be like, where's daddy? Why isn't he here for dinner? And I was like, oh, whoa, like we have had a, you know, you've been away from him for four months. Like you kind of like almost forgot how this works. My oldest like totally gets it. I mean, she's like into it and like wants to stay the players and like understand like now we're not in the bowl game things anymore. We're going to the NFL, which is the Super Bowl. And so like that, I mean, we talk about transition and like changes. I think it's fun to see their excitement, like thinking this is such a a big deal. And, you know, they're starting to try and like figure out who the players are and being in a bigger city. I mean, we just drive around and they look at houses. And I think that's been a fun part of the transition of just experiencing a whole different community. I think you guys should still bake the cookies for the players. <laughs> Make the bars. I'm sure they would like it. <laughs> I think we, we, we will. We will try, try and just see what happens. I can only imagine like what it's like as a kid in that atmosphere and how cool and exciting that is, you know, getting to see, of course, college is exciting and, and in different areas that you're in college is more prominent than the NFL. But the way that I grew up, like if my dad happened to be in the NFL, I would, it would be so awesome to just have that experience. And, you know, it's something different and something new. Were you ever worried or were you both ever worried about raising children in this industry, in the sports industry with like everything that comes with it, being in the spotlight you know, social media and talking about about your husband and all those different things that kind of come with it. Was that ever a concern for you guys? You know, I don't think it's been a concern yet. Like I, I feel like they've been very sheltered from, you know, the, the media and the social media aspect of it and fans and all the, you know, negative talk and things like that. My husband personally hasn't necessarily been in the high, the highlight reels or like his name isn't on the front of the paper or anything like that. But I think that you know, yeah, I definitely have a fear of having seen it, the the negativity that can come with that, or just the profile, probably can't even go places without being recognized type of thing. I just, I think I'm like out of sight, out of mind, we haven't been there yet. So I'm just pretending like it's never going to happen. And <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But you know, I, I think it definitely is intimidating a little bit. And most importantly, just protecting them. Like you said, I mean, in some big time colleges, you're I mean, that's all they talk about in school. And then the kids are talking to them and saying like, your dad did this or your team is terrible and that, and they have not experienced that at all. But I, I know that's to come <laughs> at some point. Yeah, we've talked to, we've interviewed a couple coaches, kids, and I mean, some of them are in their twenties and they said that even growing up in high school, like going to high school in a college town is basically you would hear those same things and dad would basically just speak to them and say, you know, that's not who we are. Like, you know who we are. And so just to basically ignore the noise. But I think that that approach is best just kind of to take it as it comes because you can't really wait for something that hasn't happened yet. So 
I get I get that completely. That's wonderful that y'all have just such a close knit family union. You can tell that you are like all in it together as one as you go. And I think that that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. With going back to the beginning of this industry, before you knew anything at all, if you could give advice to someone that is younger and just starting out, what would you do to help them? I guess I would say um, patience, I think it's always like a key thing, but I, I think I would say mostly the communication. I think it's really important that, you know, I, I, if I'm feeling frustrated about a situation, you know, like the last four months of solo parenting and communicating my frustrations, you know, to him and vice versa, you know, I mean, if there's something I'm not doing, you know, communicate, I just think open communication is probably the biggest thing because it's easy to sit there and like revel, and like sulk in like, poor me, I'm solo parenting for four months and I feel terrible and you're out like going out and having fun and, you know, living this glorious life, which is completely the opposite. Like he's living on the air mattress in a house alone without his family. Like he's actually miserable. <laughs> and so sharing those though, like, you know, I was one time feeling sad and feeling lonely and like, this is all on me. And he's just like, okay, yeah, but you got to remember from my perspective, I'm all alone away from you guys. I would do anything to have you here. And I'm on an air mattress in our house without you guys here. And so you just, you know, perspective and understanding each other. And so I guess I would say that's probably the most important thing is just to keep the communication lines open. Have you always like felt like that, like it was open since the beginning, like working through those things, or has that just come with time just because we've done several interviews and we get questions all the time, how to keep that bitterness away because it is hard when you transition and you're like, okay, bye, you go have fun and go to your new city while we're you know, doing all this back here. <laughs> so I know it's all about perspective, but I feel like it comes with maturity in the relationship over time. So what has that always been like that since the beginning? And that's just been your thing is open communication. I would definitely say it's been a maturity, you know, growing both of us you know, with the kids. And I think the hardest thing where we, and we, I think found a good balance. And of course now it's going to change a little bit with his schedule, but just the balancing the time. Like, you know, you always, I always felt bad. Like when he'd be gone recruiting and then he'd come home and I'd say, oh my gosh, okay, like I want to go out to eat. And he's been like eating on the road and all he wants to do is have a home cooked meal and just finding the right balance of like the time you spend with, uh, together as a family, but also just you and his, him time. I would definitely say it's come with uh, just growing up and just going through experiences and talking through it for sure. Yeah, I feel like you find it makes it so much easier. So then when you do communicate, you're like, oh, I don't know why we haven't been doing that the whole time. I'm <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> so if our listeners want to find out more information about you know, better wine for you, less hangovers. I like that as I'm <laughs> hitting my 30s. They want to find out more information about that and they want to find out, maybe follow along your journey. Where can they find you? Um, yeah, well, I have a website. So all the wine is ordered directly through the website and that's where all the great information is. I know at some point Mississippi is opening up. So I know I'm going to get you guys girls some wine <laughs> when, it, when it does. But yeah, our website, and I can share it with you if you want to share it in the notes, but it's just scoutandseller.com backslash Ann Moreland. And that has all the information. You can reach me through that website and everything and ask any questions. I'd love to share it with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate having you on and we're excited to watch your journey from college to NFL. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And thanks for what you girls are doing. I love, like, I just feel like it's kind of brought in like a spark to this, this world and social media and this profession of coaches. And it's, it's a great fresh breath of air. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to everyone that's listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.